It's a realm of creativity and comedy, of art and activism. A fluid kingdom where you can truly be who you want to be. The spotlight used to only shine on France's drag queens and kings in underground clubs. Now these performers light up TV screens and social media. But compared to many of their international counterparts, they're still playing catch-up. Hello and welcome to France in Focus. The world of drag exploded into popular culture here when the first season of Drag Race France was broadcast on television last year. This week, we're off to meet some of the country's drag stars who aim to entertain but also educate as well. Hi. Hey. Welcome, France 24. Thanks so much. And welcome to my house and to my transformation from Arthur to Minima. Okay, so these are all my wigs. I have long ones, short ones, and I'm kind of afraid... Our first performer is Minima Geste, who first took to the stage eight years ago. Because I think that I have a really nice suit to go with it. Ugh. Welcome to my drag dressing. Her real name is Arthur Renault. He quit his job last year to dedicate all of his time to this art form. We're meeting him at his flat, where he's getting ready for another big night. Minima, thank you so much for welcoming us into your home. First of all, you look absolutely fantastic. Oh, yes, I know. Um, first, my first question is, how did you get into drag and where did the character of Minima come from? Really, I got into drag because of boredom. Like, I just moved to Paris and I didn't know, like, I didn't have any friends, I didn't have any colleagues, and I didn't have, like, a sense of community. And so I just discovered RuPaul's Drag Race, it was in season six, I think, and I discovered also some um, drag queen shows that were happening in Paris. And then, like, it clicked instantly. I was like, okay, this is where I need to be. This is the community that I want. And so I was like, okay, so let's grab a pair of shoes and um, try to paint my face. How has drag changed in France since you first started doing it? The drag scene is huge now in Paris and in France also. Like, I, I, we, we, we used to be able to count them. Like we were like 15 drag queens, 20, 50, 60, 100. Now it's impossible. Like that's so good because it means that people are exploring uh, their gender, people are exploring this incredible art. And also now we do shows in so many different places. Before, like in 2015, we were in small gay bars or small venues and now we are going bigger, bigger and bigger. Like two months ago, I played at Paris La Défense Arena, which is the biggest um, show place like in Europe, in front of 20,000 people. That, that would have never happened in 2015. What do you say to those people that criticize the world of drag? I don't say anything to them. Like I try to avoid them. Why? Because I know that their mind is made up and it would be like a, a waste of my time to try to change their mind. I think that it's more useful of my time to, like, to concentrate on people that do not know drag and to educate them on how good it is and how good it can make you feel. And the people that say negative things about drag, I really like, I don't listen and don't talk to them because I know it's a, it's a lost cause. 
But when you head out into the street to do an evening's event, do you ever feel in danger? Are attacks on drag artists common in France? Yes, they are common, the attacks on drag artists, because the public space, not a sp it's, it's not a space made for people different from the norm. So when we are inside our shows, like inside our venues, the bars that I uh, play, or like inside a closed space, normally it's safe, but when we are outside, then can get really dangerous. But honestly, it's, um, I, I live what women live day to day because I have a feminine figure so I get catcalled, I get like whistled at. So that's dangerous, but it's like we have the same reflexes that women have. Like, for example, text each other when we get home. And it's a, now it's a normal thing that shouldn't exist, but still does because attacks on drags are still a common thing. Where do you see the future of drag going here in France? I think that in France, the future of drag is going to be quite marvelous. I think we have a lot of space to grow and a lot of spaces to invade make people realize that we are here to stay and it's an art that needs to be recognized and we still have like a lot of work to do because I quit my job because I knew that I was able to make a living out of drag but I, I'm the exception like there's, there's a lot of drag artists that cannot live out of drag so we have still a lot of things to do and a lot of places to be as drag artists. Okay, Mini Majesty, thank you very much talking thank to you. France 24. Thank you very much. You're welcome. To tell us more about the origins and evolution of French drag, we've come to talk to a filmmaker and author who's written a book on the topic. We're meeting him in the very fitting setting of a drag queen photo exhibition in Paris called As You Like It. You know, French drag is all about fashion. They are very serious about not being serious. Sofiane Aissaoui, thank you very much for talking to us here on France 24. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're the author of Drag, the Other Face of Queens and Kings. So traditionally speaking here in France, drag was um, often seen as being kind of a comic or a light-hearted form of entertainment. But it's since then ballooned into so much more, hasn't it? Yeah, actually for so long, um, drag was not taken seriously in France. Now for a few words, it's started being taken more seriously and um, drag artists can make a living out of uh, their art. It didn't used to be that way. In my book, I have some drag queens telling me, for instance, that they used to play in clubs for like 50 euros, like spending like six, seven hours in a club and they just got like 50 euros thrown at them. So it has changed. And I think it's really thanks to RuPaul's Drag Race, you know? The show has made like a huge difference in how we perceive drag, you know, as an art. Parmi les centaines de drag queens, seules 10 ont été sélectionnées pour ce concours hors norme. When the show came out last uh, summer, at first, I think nobody believed in it, even the TV channel. It had like a huge influence on the LGBT community, but not only. Like, for instance, when they toured, you could see like young people, old people, um, it was actually very interesting to see how, um, in a sociological point of view, uh, drag was entering into the minds of, people, of French people. Drag is still a really thorny political issue here in France and some groups actually stand against it. What kinds of examples have you come across? Well, in the last few weeks we had some um, 
a few drag events being targeted by the far right. It happened in Bordeaux, Toulouse, Lombard. Like in these three cities, it was some really specific events that were targeted. It was the, the book readings made by drag, drag queens. When they target these book readings, they actually say that drag queens have some kind of secret agenda, you know, to sexualize children. They want people to think that young kids are in danger. Uh, I feel like it's a way to prevent young kids from knowing that they belong. Talking about politics, talking about um, saying that you belong, many drag artists use the stage to convey a political message, to try and change the world, to try and push boundaries. It's political to be a drag queen. It's political to be a drag king. Um, when you are a man, and you dress up as a woman, what we perceive as a woman, that's really political because you stand against a system that doesn't want you to, to, to be that way. Drag is all about saying that you should not be defined by your gender. It's about saying, you know, gender is uh, linked to some kind of power. If you're a man, if you're a woman, you don't have the same power. And it's all about destroying this in a way. Okay, Sophia and Aissa, we thank you very much for talking thank to you. us here on France 24. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. As well as queens, there's still space on this throne for kings as well. Our final guest is Morgan, aka Thomas Occhio. We've come to talk about the stage, suits, and lots of swagger. Morgan, thank you so much for talking to France 24. Thank you. Your stage name is, of course, Thomas Occhio. My first question is exactly who is Thomas? What is he about? What does he have to say? So, first of all, Thomas is a drag king. He's a drag king who's playing with gender, uh, who's playing with uh, the conception we have about masculinity and femininity. And he likes to blur the boundary between uh, the two of them and to play with his power of seduction and uh, play with uh, the audience and how the audience see the masculinity and the femininity. I heard you once say that you wanted to criticize or caricature men in your performance. It's more about criticizing the society and the patriarchy. Uh, because I like to present most uh, different kind of masculinity. Uh, some of them are soft, some of them are tender, some of them are in uh, the feelings. And uh, I like to unstitch what people think about masculinity. Statistically speaking, there are far fewer drag kings than queens yeah. in France yeah. and internationally. Yeah. What's your own take on why that is? First of all, I will say sexism and misogyny. And the other one is because we are talking about sexist, misogyny, patriarchy, heteronormativity, I suppose it's a lot of subjects that some people don't want to see, and maybe the government, of course, they don't want to see. But <laughs> maybe some people think it's not something very entertaining and something they maybe probably don't want to see when they are going to a drag show. But it's completely uh, forgotten where we are come from because it's a, it's a story of fight, it's a story of uh, politics, it's a story of militantism, and drag, it's all about it. So we are deeply, deeply into drag when we are doing dragging. Let's talk briefly now about France as a country compared to other countries where this kind of drag, king, queen performance TV show exists. 
France is behind, isn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah, and I think because the English people are English people in general, which include Canada, US, and uh, UK, are more um, are less conservative, I guess, about maybe gender expression. And I think France, we have kind of late for gender expression and for gender questioning. Thomas Ochio, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us here on France 24. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that brings us to the end of this edition of France in Focus. But do stay with us here on France 24. There's more world news coming up.